just came out that way. That's what she said. <laughs> do, 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 do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Football, where we talk about the dynasty value of nine guys in a row. I'm Jamie G, master of overtime, and I'm here with Magnum Mills to do nine guys. Three to sell, three to hold, and three to buy. Mills, how you hanging, bro? What did the kids used to say back in the day? Long and loose and full of juice, or at least Josh Jacobs was in the um, overtime you just mentioned, because it was a... It was a game, and uh, thank you for checking out this little game of podcast. This nine guys. I am Magnum Mills. You can find nine guys wherever you get your podcast by searching for nine guys or seize the gap. You can find us on social media at seize the gap ff, and you can find our YouTube channel at joeblowfootballshow.com. If you enjoy the show, please do the like, follow, comment, subscribe thing. Helps us out. Helps other people find the show. We really appreciate it. Please and thank you. The trade deadline. Yes, it's a thing, and it is here in many, many leagues. Magnum Mills, no time for love. No time for love, just time to start selling, because that's what you got to do. What are they doing here? They're selling, Mortimer. And our first sell is Washington Commanders running back, Brian Robinson Jr. He turns 24 years old in March. Three years left on his rookie deal, had the best day of his career in week 12, 18 carries for 105 yards, two receptions, 420 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. And he definitely outtouched Antonio Gibson by quite a bit. Gibson had nine carries, three receptions on three targets. So it's nice to see Robinson kind of keep up with him in the passing game here. That's one of the big knocks on him is his lack of involvement there. Part of the problem with Robinson as a dynasty asset, he's already old for a sophomore running back. And like I just mentioned, even though he did get a little work in the passing game here, I don't think something that he that's going to be a consistent part of his game, really just more of a fluky thing here, kind of, you know, like a Derrick Henry for most of his career. Sure, you catch a game and catch three passes or something, but it's really mostly a fluke. And what you can do here is use this big game, use that involvement in the receiving game to try to flip it. There's nothing wrong with Robinson, but he kind of is who he is. He's always going to be in a committee situation where he's very dependent on touchdowns. Kind of like how like Eric Blunt used to be a little bit. Certainly can have some big games or whatever and can be a fantasy asset if he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. But it's not like I expect the Washington Commanders offense to be a juggernaut going forward. Antonio Gibson still has another year left on his deal. (laughs) Who knows? Even if they don't bring McKissick back, they'll probably bring in a third back. So I think what you want to do here, use this big game, try to flip him to a team that needs some running back down the stretch. And they'll feel good about it because he is younger. He might be, you know, older for a dynasty asset, but he's a lot younger than a Jeff Wilson or a Latavius Murray or something like that. You know, someone you could conceivably get value from going forward. Well, those other guys are pure rentals. So I think really just about any kind of mid-second rounder and, you know, maybe a little throw in there, whether it's a third or kind of a interesting prospect kind of guy, something like that is probably about right. You don't, there's no need to just give him away, but I don't know that you're going to get a first round pick for him i don't know about you mills but my thanksgiving was pretty great even though i may have browned out just a bit our next sell is cleveland browns running back nick the chubb nick chubb turns 27 on december 27th happy early birthday mr chubb he's got two years left on his deal but cleveland could move on after 2023 for a cap kit of just a mere $4 million. 
he got it done for the Browns this this past week, 116 yards on 26 carries, the game-winning touchdown in overtime, no doubt. He's got a couple of things going against him, though. Despite a down year from Kareem Hunt, Chubb still isn't involved in the passing game, not nearly as much as we need him to be. And at 27 years old, even though that's young to me, and gosh, I I think about what organ I may give to be 27 again, it's not that young for running backs, right? It's actually pretty damn old for an NFL running back. And we've now got Deshaun Watson coming into the fold. What does that do to LeBron's offense going forward? Is it going to be more of a pass-heavy offense instead of a run-heavy offense? I'd assume that Watson is going to become the focal point of the offense, and that's not going to be great for Nick Chubb from a fantasy perspective. They paid Watson an absurd amount of money, gave him the entire keys to everything. They're going to feature the guy. He's going to be the guy, especially the more he gets acclimated. Kareem Hunt, he's a free agent after the season. So you might find an owner who believes that Chubb will get a bigger piece of, of a better offense next season. And yeah, maybe you can sell someone on that. I'd move them though for an early mid, you know, 2023 first round pick, maybe a late first round and a, and a solid player, a little, uh, a little add on teaser there. You could also try to buy some years here by flipping him for a younger running back. Love him as a player. I love the way he plays the game, but dude, Running backs just lose value so fast, especially at 27. Sorry, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Love you. I'm the Nick the Chubb, dude. I did like that. I couldn't figure out if it was a mobster from the mid-90s Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Last Action Hero, or maybe like one of the uh, the gangsters from Dick Tracy. I think Nick the Chubb could fit in either of those scenarios. So he's got a, a promising second career we've worked out for him here, no matter how it goes. Happy Our birthday. Fun. Yeah, Nick happy early birthday, brother. 27 on the 27th. We got you. Our final sell is Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver, Chris Godwin. He also turns 27 in February. He has two years left on his deal. Tampa Bay could move on after 2023 with a dead cap hit of about $11.25 million. So not a huge hit, but definitely not one you want to take. Finally had the week we were all waiting for last week. 12 receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets. Finally looks to be all the way back from that ACL tear. He had the same number of targets at 13 as Mike Evans and Julio Jones had combined. I love the talent here. I've been a Godwin stand since Penn State, but I, I'm just, what are the Bucks next year? Who is their quarterback? Godwin is going to most definitely be there next year. And even if Tom Brady comes back, I really kind of think it'll be for another team, unless the Bucs managed to, to make a deep run this season. So what is that like? We The only version I saw of it was when Tom Brady retired for about 30 days this offseason and both Godwin and Mike Evans saw their value plummet. I think Godwin is good enough to kind of overcome some bad quarterbacking, but you've seen like what Zach Wilson did to the Jets receivers. A bad quarterback play can most definitely hold down even the most talented of wide receivers. And he's about to hit the age cliff. It's a little bit later right there. I think he's got some prime years left. You know, we'll play all of next year at 27 years old, but is creeping up there a bit. I think he'll age pretty well, but this might be the last chance to kind of sell him, to, you know, with those years kind of at his back, as opposed to being someone viewed as an aging asset. So I would definitely want an early first. I might do straight up. You got like a top three pick. Mid first plus something, sure. I do not think I would deal him just for a late first, just to get out. I still really like him as a player. I think he's talented. And there is a chance that the Bucks have enough talent that they can attract a, a veteran quarterback of some type or something like that. But I just have to base this on the fact that he's a year older than he was last year. And when this happened last year, 
you could not sell him. And I mean, the vulture price was ridiculous. People were trading away Evans and Godwin for a kind of late second round pick. So yeah, this is a this is a good one here to sell now before the, the freak nasty dip hits. Speaking of putting your hand up on my hip. Our first guy to hold is Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Michael Gallup. He turns 27, I sense a theme here, in March. He has four years left on the dealy side. Dallas could move on after the 2023 season with a dead cap hit of only about $6 million, so not too much to move on after the 2023 season there. Another guy like Godwin who finally looks fully healed from his offseason ACL tear. Well, he tore it last season, but offseason surgery, what have you had five receptions for 63 yards on eight targets. And part of the problem with Gallup here is his value was already low. In some of the more shallow FFPC formats, I actually saw him get cut, and there's rumors that they could be the team that signs Odell Beckham. That'll definitely push his value down a little bit further. But at the end of the day, I think the Cowboys are a pretty good offense. They look to be getting younger on the offensive line. Dax looks solid. I don't know if they'll keep Dalton Schultz or not, but you definitely have you know, I guess same thing for Tony Pollard. They're keeping one of those two guys, put it that way. You have C.D. Lamb drawing pressure. I still have some hope for Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver they drafted last year. I think Gallup will be a guy who sees his value get a bump after we go through the draft in the offseason. Everyone kind of reevaluates. They take another look. So I think even if you want to sell him, that's the time. And I do think he could be solid down the stretch for you here. Like I said, looks a lot better than he did the last couple of weeks. So I think you take a chance. Keep him on your bench. Gamble that he plays better down the stretch here. And if you want to move him, you can, you know, right now you're not going to get very much at all. You might be able to at least get something solid for him if he has a nice stretch to finish the season, or he could be an asset for you next year. And our second guy to hold is Cleveland Browns tight end, David Nijoku. He also turns 27 in July, and he has three years left on that on, on his deal. The Browns could move on from him, though, after next season with only a dead cap hit of about 4.6 mil. So not a lot holding him there. His stat line from this past week, week 12, doesn't look crazy. Five receptions, 29 yards, a touchdown, seven targets. But, dude, did you see his touchdown? Absolute ridiculous, sick-ass, one-handed grab on fourth and 10 to tie the game. That's like big-time player at a big-time moment making a big-time play very talented guy he should see his his role i think definitely grow uh, as the offense goes you know opens up a little bit more with under the passing attack of deshaun watson at quarterback tight ends hold their value for usually for a bit longer than running backs and wide receivers there's really no rush to deal him here and let's face it the tight end position is an absolute wasteland which only increases najoku's value even if you were inclined to try to sell high I think I'd wait till the offseason when you think you'll get even more than would you than what you would now. The right move with Najoku is baby hold on to him. Right. And whatever will be will be. The future is ours to see, in fact. And our final hold is oh, I'm gonna break it up. New York Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore, who turns 23 in March. Tough to keep the 27 going, especially even to get to 37, since it's almost impossible these days in Dynasty. Like I said, Elijah Moore turns 23 in March, two years left on his rookie deal. Finally got it going. Two grabs for 64 yards and a touchdown on only two targets. Looked very happy, much happier than he did 
with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. He's not asking for a trade right now. He seems happy, even if it's only the real Mike White back there. So you do have to consider that there's no guarantee that Mike White is actually the long-term answer for the Jets, a quarterback. They might be, you know, again, looking for a new quarterback next year. But put it this way, it looks like that offense can be pretty successful with a league average quarterback. There are some of those, at least. You know, I mean, he looked good with Joe Flacco, even. So I think there's a lot of upside here, but Moore's value has been in the toilet. So there is a chance here that you're like, all right, I can get something for him now. Because he was not quite worthless, but again, I saw him get dropped in a shallow league. It's been getting bad out there. A lot of people have been smartly resisting the vultures, at least when I've been trying to vulture. And you do have to admit that, you know, once upon a time last year, the dream was him to be a wide receiver one. That's not happening with Garrett Wilson there. Garrett Wilson is a legit star, but that's also good. He can be the Devontae Smith to, you know, Garrett Wilson's A.J. Brown or what have you. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm cool with it. I think his value will continue to rise as long as the Jets are getting competent quarterback play. So I think you definitely hold on right now in just probably even hold on through the draft. Wait to see what the Jets do at quarterback, then make the call. But I think he has finally gone from being a descending asset to an ascending asset. So you most definitely want to hold on. Enjoy the ride to the top of the coast. And it's almost December. Okay. So if you're, you know, you're literally running out of time to get your holiday shopping done, it is time to do it now. So, Mills, start us off with something nice to buy this week. Little do you know, I already got all of my Halloween shopping done. Thank you very much. Our first buy is Denver Broncos rookie tight end, Greg Dulcich. He turns 23 in March. Maybe we're doing a 23 thing. Three years left on his rookie deal. He disappointed once again after the hot start, after coming off the pup list, with only two grabs for 11 yards on three targets. However, he did have a touchdown called back. But however, however, the Denver Broncos offense is broken. I mean, like, irrevocably broken, like Russell Wilson has teammates screaming at him, broken. This is bad. Hence, somebody might be willing to sell Dulcich. It's very difficult to find young, promising tight ends. He looks all of that, and you might have a guy who owns him that's just like, you know what? I just want out of the Broncos. At the trade deadline in one of my leagues, people were just trying to kind of dump Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton's been on the block at most of my leagues for weeks now. People want out of the Broncos. So this is a spot where you might be able to get a young asset at tight end on the cheap. Again, I am not going over the top here. I would probably do uh, any late second in a tight end premium league. But if it's not tight end premium, I'm probably thinking, you know, something in the range of a third round pick, maybe an older tight end or a player down towards the bottom of your roster, something like that. Russell Wilson might be cooked. I don't know, but I always try to buy young talent and hope that teams will figure it out. And if nothing else, remember, the Broncos are now owned by, you know, one of the Walton heirs, like Walmart money. If any team can kind of find a way to swallow the thing and do what they have to do to say trade him for Aaron Rodgers, although I don't know if that's really an improvement at this point, you get the idea. So I still want to buy the talented young player, even if the situation doesn't look promising. Use that to your advantage and try to, you know, buy at a lower price based on that terrible situation. Terrible it is. But there's always a silver lining. And speaking of silver linings, one of my favorite times is my time to buy. And I'm not a guy who gives a gift card, okay? Our second guy to buy is Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt. Yes, 
I really did brown out. <laughs> Hunt is a restricted free agent this offseason. He turns 28 years old in August. He's pretty much done absolutely nothing since week one. And that continued into week 12, where he had five carries for 15 yards, one reception for six yards on two targets. I mean, nothing. He could get a bit of value bump the rest of the season if he's utilized more in the offense with Deshaun Watson at quarterback, particularly in the passing game. I'm not usually one for buying running backs at a certain age, but to quote Indiana Jones. Ah, ah, wait, I don't need help. I not the man I knew 10 years ago. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. Hunt has rarely seen a full workload since his Kansas City days, and that could actually give him a longer runway than most running backs. There's not as much tread on the tire. But on the surface, he's old and headed into an uncertain offseason. That's driven his value down to its lowest point since his terrible off-the-field issues surfaced years ago. As soon as he signs somewhere, he's going to get a bit of a spike, no matter what. If he lands in a good spot, he could get a really big spike. Either way, I think I'm trying to be a vulture here, see if I can pick him up for a third-round pick, bottom out of my roster-type prospect. If it doesn't work out, it's not like you invested a ton in him. I think the, the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think the Browns are an interesting situation because we've never really kind of seen something like this, right, where you have – a guy who was, you know, at least a top five fantasy quarterback the last time he played coming into a team that's been playing with a different quarterback and they might change their entire offense in the middle of the season. So I think it makes sense here. I got one guy left and I think I'm going to stick with the Browns and I want to talk about rookie ride receiver David Bell out of Purdue turns 23 on December 14th. So definitely a little bit older now, like for a rookie wide receiver, three years left on his rookie deal. Four catches for 23 yards and six targets doesn't seem terribly impressive, but he did almost nothing at the beginning of the season, and he's seen his role steadily increase over the last month, and I think he is going to be maybe the biggest beneficiary of the offense going maybe a bit more pass-heavy with Deshaun Watson. This is a guy who tested pretty poorly athletically. The idea is he's got that kind of Keenan Allen in him that he's a very savvy route runner, knows how to get open good hands and that's not the kind of thing that pops right now and it's not even really quite frankly the most exciting thing in the world but that helps make him cheap you could probably get him for i'd say you know mid to late third maybe even a fourth with a throw in again in shallower leagues he i've seen him get dropped i'm usually there picking him up but again those shallow leagues you don't always have enough room on your bench so make sure he's not on your wire and again especially in the league you start you know, four or five wide receivers, PPR league. I like him like that. I think he could be one of those kind of big slot kind of guys you like to have that's consistent, maybe not a high ceiling guy, but more of a high floor guy. And again, if you're starting a bunch of guys, you need some of that, you know, not guaranteed value, but you know what I mean? Some of that built-in floor with your lineup can't be all, you know, boomer bust guys because sometimes you have too many bobs. I'm not the count from Sesame Street, but he's a friend of the show. And according to him, that was Nine Guys. Thank you for checking out our show. Nine Guys is presented by the one and only Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. We appreciate you listening and or watching. Go ahead and hit that like button. Subscribe to it. Rate the video on YouTube or whatever podcast, wherever you're at. Hook us up. Helps other people find our show. We appreciate it. Magna Mills, any last words before we 
head out of here. All right, go ahead and yell at the you know, people on the street if you want or whatever. Again, uh, YouTube channel said JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Uh, find us on social media at FF. Again, wherever you get your pods, all the good ones, just search for Nine Guys or Seize Gap. I'm Magnum Mills. He is Jamie G. Thank you for checking out our little program. And we'll be back next week to do nine more guys in a row, baby.